This is Jakari Jackson for Axe9Films.com, and you're listening to the Axe9Films podcast. Our goal is to share the unique stories of how believers encountered Christ. And on today's episode, we have Miss Stephanie Bull. Among other things, she's going to talk about a season in her life where she had to deal with demon possession and how that led her into a great series of confusion and depression. So stay tuned for that. We'll let you know that the subject matter for this episode is obviously pretty heavy. And in addition to the audio version that you're currently listening to, you can go to our YouTube page, Axe 9 Films, and see the video version as well. And if you're interested in supporting us, in the description below, you'll find a link to our Patreon page if you'd like to donate to us on a routine basis. You can also go to our website, Axe9Films.com. There we have an online shop full of our t-shirts and hoodies. And while you're there, you can hit the donate tab to use either Cash App or PayPal. Let's get into the interview. What was your early upbringing and uh, what led you to Christ? Uh, I lived in Germany. I'm German. I lived in Germany until I was uh, 22 years old. Uh, in uh, Germany, uh, I grew up, uh, but you have to understand that in Germany, everything is legal that's illegal in America. Prostitution alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, all that stuff is legal. Uh, so I grew up with that, not actually knowing what sin is, because that's how I grew up. Also, uh, you, uh, you can have boyfriends over, they spend the night. It starts as early as 15 years old. And that's what everybody does. You live together before you get married. And so therefore, uh, the, the, I am, you are not surrounded by, uh, by a biblical, uh, how do I want to say that? Biblical principles. Pri yes, uh, biblical princi uh, principles. Even though I was uh, baptized as a child, at 15 years old, uh, I had a confirmation, which you have to give your life to uh, God again, but it's all traditions. It has nothing to do about you know, believing in Christ, and it's just what everybody does. So, so, so with that, Stephanie, what, what is the faith, or what was the faith that you were brought up in? Well, I grew up, it's called Evangelisch, which is uh, close to Lutheran or Presbyterian, uh, but, you know, they don't, they really don't, uh, talk about the Holy Spirit, you know, it's, it's more like you, you know, the ten, ten, live by the Ten Commandments, you know, stuff like that, but there was nothing explained about the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit does in your life. Uh, how you can receive the Holy Spirit. I did not learn that until I came to the United States. And when did you come here? I come. I came to the United States in 1988. Okay, so you had your experience in Germany. Now, would you say that was a true encounter with Christ, or would that come later? No, not at all. It was no encounter with Christ. You know, the only thing I remember that I only believed in God, 
but I did not know that God had a son and his name was Jesus and he came to the world, you know, and was, I knew that somebody was crucified on the cross, but I did not know that it was Jesus. I guess I thought it was maybe God. So uh, the, the Trinity, I had no uh, uh, awareness of the uh, Trinity, the God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Now, was that just your upbringing or is that like a, a common uh, perception in Germany? That's, that's the lifestyle. That's, uh, yes, common. Yes. They, they, they believe in God, but I think they do... They do not how how to access the Holy Spirit. Uh, and then I cannot speak for other German people, but that's how my experience was uh, growing up. Okay. So uh, what brought you to the States? Uh, my ex-husband was in the army and he was stationed in Germany and I uh, did meet him in Germany and he was born and raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's where he was from and we dated while he was stationed in Germany and when he was released from the army, he came back to the United States to Tulsa. And then I followed him after, and we were married here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I've been here for 32 years in Tulsa. Okay, good. Okay, so um, the reason we want to, one reason we want to have you on the show here today is uh, I've heard you speak before about uh, demon possession. Uh, so can you speak to that? When did that first start? How did that originate? And uh, just, just what was going on in that? Uh, uh, I was not aware of it, of course, until I came to the United States. And I would think it all started uh, maybe 15 years ago, something like that. And uh, I had a friend and we, I always knew that something was wrong with inside me. Some, because I could not get further in Christ. There was always, it was only to a certain point and then I, I could not go forward. There was always a hindrance, uh, I would say a hindrance. And through uh, when I did receive uh, the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues, that's when through prayer with my friend, through counseling, it was exposed that I was actually operating a witchcraft, with uh, which included walking in rebellion and pride. That was the main thing, and I and I let the door wide open because it was always my way. Everything was going my way. I had basically no boundaries, uh, so therefore it let me to rebellion and pride because even though I got saved, I still wanted to do what I wanted to do. 
in most in most of all i wanted god to do what i wanted to do whatever i wanted in every area in my life if it was relationship with men it was always it had to be my way and so and that's how i understood it and uh it took me a long long time to get finally delivered then i opened up the door to uh depression uh i was diagnosed uh manic depressive schizophrenic borderline personality disorder bipolar and i think that was all the demons that i let in uh that brought me i was very suicidal uh yes and this is about 15 years ago yes well um it was actually more than 20 years ago maybe yes that's when it first started when everything finally manifested i would say about yes 20 years ago okay so you're in the states now you said you weren't going to church consistently did you go to church at all during this time well uh uh, uh, my ex-mother-in-law, uh, she invited me to her church, which was a little black Baptist church. And she invited me. Of course, she didn't know anything about me. You know, she knew I was from Germany, but that's it. But she kept me, she kept uh, bringing me to church with her. And I remember the first time going there, you know, people were in the gospel choir and they were singing and clapping and moving and shouting. And I looked at her and I said to her, what are they doing? Are they crazy? Because I have never in my life seen anything like that before. And I had no clue what they were doing. And so, and she was explaining to me that they were appraising God and I said, okay, and I didn't understood. And I don't know what it was, but she keep taking me to church with her. And I kept going. I just kept going and kept going and kept going. And then one Sunday, I was just drawn uh, at the end of the service to come forth and give my life to Christ because I understood, I got more and more and more understanding what it meant, you know, to be saved, to give your life to Christ. And so therefore, in uh, the 24th of December, 1989, I was uh, saved and baptized at this particular church. And from that, did you have um, lingering issues with the, the possession of the spirits? Yes, I think I think I was. Uh, yes, I I really truly believe that I was already demon possessed because. Uh, and since it was a Baptist church, there was so there was because I was there for eight years straight, and I went every Sunday. I sang in the choir. I was very involved. They loved me. They loved me so much. They made me feel so welcome, but I could not grow. There was no growing. I was always depressed and uh, ups upset 
uh, and stuff like that. And uh, it was later on then when I changed church, churches and I received the Holy Spirit that uh, I understood what was going on, why I didn't grow in Christ and with the things of God. Because when I was in the Baptist church, I thought that I'm going to church, I'm singing in the choir, I'm praying, you know, it like works, you know, it, because I was doing all these things, God should do what I want to do. And like my uh, ex-husband back then, he never went to church with me and it was not a very good marriage. And I always thought he needs to change. He needs to do that. He needs to do this. He needs to do that. He needs to do that. I can be happy. And, but it was all uh, 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 false expectations because I did not know the meaning of the Holy Spirit and that uh, we as believers, it always starts with us. It always starts with us first, and I did not uh, uh, realize it later on, not until later on in my relationship with God. So what did the Holy Spirit do for you? Uh, you mentioned that several times. So what, was, what about the Holy Spirit coming into your life helped you change? When I uh, start uh, speaking in other, uh, other tongues, I, why I was then practicing or uh, I received uh, the Holy Spirit in, uh, in a different church because I changed churches and that's why I received the Holy Spirit. And every time when I would speak in tongues and pray, I would always uh, throw up. There was, I, I was throwing up a lot. And I think, oh, you mean physically? yes, physically, yeah, yeah, physically, uh, throwing up and, uh, and then through, through a lots of people praying for me, going to counseling, even spiritual counseling through the Holy Spirit, it was revealed to me what spirits I was, uh, you know, possessed with, you know, which was uh, uh, the spirit of Leviathan, spirit of Jezebel, spirit of pride, spirit of uh, self-destruction, spirit of death. All these different spirits came up through, uh, uh, through prayer, through prayer and, and being around people who operate, you know, in uh, speaking in tongues and being open to the Holy Spirit to come out and, uh, you know, to see that. I did have one friend. Uh, she is the one actually... I met her at my job, and she was kind of like a mother to me, I would say, and my spiritual counselor, but she was uh, the first one 
that saw all the demons coming out the very the very first time she prayed for me my voice changed my whole face distorted uh and yeah and that demon manifested when she was praying for me about how long ago was that now that that was about 20 years ago yes about 20 years ago Okay, yeah. So, so in that experience, said your voice changed, your face changed. Um, were there more spirits than that? Just that one? I believe so. Yes. Uh yes, yes. There was more. Now, did they remain in, or did you think you got them all out at that time? No, no. I um, I did not get them out all time, because the. The, the the problem was that I did not get my full deliverance then is because through prayer, God said to me, because people always told me, you don't want to be delivered. There is nothing else we can do for you. You know, we prayed, we fasted, you know, and so it was finally uh, also through God speaking to me, because he said one time, I said to God, why are you not delivering me? You know, I was getting very, very, very angry at God, very angry at God and mad. I had a, a bad spirit of anger and madness uh, uh, towards people and uh, towards God. And I just could not understand. I was reading the word and I saw that God always delivered people from demon possession. And I just could not understand. And I was so frustrated because I was like, why is he not delivering me? And it was then later on through prayer and through spiritual counseling that God said to me one day, he said, Stephanie, you don't want to be delivered because you actually like the way you are. That's what he said to me. You like who you are. And so, uh, and, uh, yeah. And that's when I knew that something had to change and that I had to change. And, but, uh, yes, that I had to change. And how did you go about making that change? Uh, I was, uh, when I was all demon possessed, I was just, um, I could not be still. I uh, was running the streets day and night. I just was searching for something and, and I was searching for something. I knew that I had to be delivered. I, I knew that I had to be delivered. And I have been praying and telling God, you know, that I don't want to die, that I want to, I told him every day I will not die, but live and declare the glory of the Lord. I knew that much, you know, still. I was near death many times. I was in and out the crazy house for 
20 times in and out and in and out. I had panic attacks. I had anxiety attacks. I smoked two packs of cigarettes a day because I was so, my nerves were so bad. And I was just looking for something. And one day uh, I drove down on uh, here in Tulsa on 34th at Garnet, and it was on a Monday night. So I said to myself, well, this is a church and the parking lot is full of cars. So that means that there are people there. So there must be lots of Christians in there. So uh, the Holy Spirit said to me, turn around and I want you to walk into that church. Now, let me remind you, I probably haven't taken no shower for about five days. I was running the streets day and night. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. Now, now when you say you're running the streets, what are you doing? I was just, uh, I was just uh, going to convenience stores and just talking to people. I had a strong sex demon, very strong sex demon that wanted to have sex with men. And uh, I basically was like a prostitute asking men for sex that I never saw before. I asked people for money. I asked people for cigarettes. I was just sitting there, you know, just going crazy. And a lots of time, either the police or an ambulance picked me up, and they always took me to Laureate, uh, to the psychiatric ward. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you, uh, you pull into the church, I'm taking a shower, and uh, what happens then? Then I walked in. And I look around and I heard some children. So I followed the voice of the children. And I remember I went left and then I went down to a room and I saw a room. And there was a young lady sitting and there was children. And I just looked at her and I said to her, I said, I need help. I need help. Please help me. And she said, okay, just wait here. And so she came back and she brought Pastor Nichelle uh, with her. It was in the winter time. I was wearing flip-flops. I, I mean, I, I had clothes on. I, I looked like a homeless person, basically. I looked like a homeless person. My clothes and everything, my shoes. And she looks at me and she said to me, Stephanie, and I looked at her and I said, Pastor Nichelle, so we remembered each other from Greenwood from Greenwood Christian Center. And like I said, I did not know that it was Pastor Nichelle and Pastor Lawrence Church. So she looked at me, she hugged me, and I just told her, I said, I need help. Uh, 
you know, I just told her I need help. You know, I told her I'm depressed. I'm, the, you know, just kind of explaining to her what's been going on and stuff. And that night, it was since it was a Monday night, they had the women's discipleship meeting. That's what that was, why all the cars were in the parking lot. And they had a speaker that night for the women. She talked to me for a little bit, and then she invited me uh she invited me to the women's discipleship meeting and I walked in there with all the women there like I said I looked like a homeless person and yet Pastor Nichelle embraced me where I was in my walk with God and in my life and I remember I sat beside her and the whole time while I was sitting there, she put her arm around me. And I think that was the factor that I needed, that I just needed to know that there is one more person who cares cared about me. And she did. And she did. And then uh, after church, uh, she waited until Pastor Lawrence was done with his men's discipleship meeting. He saw me, you know, I mean, how I looked and what was going on. And uh, so they told me, you know, to just, uh, that they would set up a date with me to meet. And uh, then I remember I said, uh, it was that Monday night, and I remember I asked Pastor Michelle, I said, uh, Pastor Michelle, when is service again? And she said, well, it's on Wednesday, you know, at 7, and on Sunday back then it was at 1 o'clock. But she looked at me and she said, Stephanie, don't worry about it now. Come into church. First, we're going to have to get you healthy again, and we're going to help you to get you healthy again. And that's all what I needed. This is real. Then I came to church on that Wednesday night, and I was totally, totally. I went that Wednesday night and that Sunday morning, and in those two services, I was totally delivered from the spirit of depression and the spirit of uh, stopped I stopped smoking cigarettes but I knew that I still had to get delivered from so much more so much more I had a book that a lady gave to me a long time ago and I never read it the name of the book uh, was the, it's called The Bondage Breaker from uh, Neil L. Anderson. And I, I don't know what brought me to that book, but anyway, I picked that book up at home and I started reading it. The whole book was about uh, deliverance and, you know, how demons operate. Uh, it was explained it, it it was just everything explained the whole book whatever I needed for my deliverance everything was in this book so I studied it I studied it and studied it and read it and read it and just really studied it you know God gave me different prayers to pray 
And uh, then I studied another book, which was the, it was The Bait of Satan, uh, Offenses from John uh, Bevere. I read another book, but I can, I I don't know what the name of it was. But anyways, I started, I studied basically three different books about deliverance and demon possessions, uh, deliverance from pride, deliverance from uh, rebellion, just different. Uh, and, and you could pray those prayers. And even he said, you might have to pray this prayer over and over and over and over again. And that's what I did for a year. I studied all those three books. I applied them to my life. I uh, also uh, uh, had prayers, you know. I had other people then at uh at uh, uh praying for me and with me standing with me but it was just um it was the right time and the right place because the deliverance that uh Pastor Lawrence uh has plus the word that comes forth you know, it was just more and more manifested, growing in the dark. It starts with us that we have to change, you know, that we have to be responsible. And it was th through his messages that I finally uh, walked, you know, walked everything out and still... And then I really did. I got delivered, you know, from the spirit of pride, rebellion. You know, some of them took a long time. But for a year, that's what I did. Just concentrating on myself, being delivered, and becoming the woman of God that I needed to be. And I was at work. And... All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, write all these things down. And it was on 2012, like I said, August 11th in 2012, the Holy Spirit uh, gave me four pages to read, to write down what all this stuff meant to me and what type of ministry uh i'm gonna i'm gonna have and uh i don't wanna uh it's too long to read it also uh, what i would like to read though that uh about my ministry that god told me and like i said back then i was not fully delivered yet you know but yet the holy spirit gave me to this and this is what God said to me, the Holy Spirit, and I wrote it down. He said, and through God in my life and my willingness to the submission of the Holy Spirit, many young and old nations and all the brokenhearted and demon-possessed schizophrenics, mental diseases will be healed and total delivered, says the God Almighty. We will serve the Lord. When I came to the end of my road, you know, I had basically no friends because 
they, I scared them. You know, they didn't know what to do with me. You know, I think they were, I was scaring them, you know, because probably I was always talking about witchcraft and, you know, or whatever, you know. And also, they were frustrated because I didn't change, you know. And so by the time I showed up that Monday night, I had not one friend. I had not one friend they all has left me, you know, and like I said, it was the right time at the right place. But the vision that God uh, showed me, so I'm on a big platform. There was a lots of women and young women, even teenagers in the room. And I am on the, uh, on the uh, platform and I would pray a you know, deliverance for the women to to be delivered, and they would be delivered, you know, when I do that on this platform, you know, using what God has given me, you know. And then I always left to uh, look to my left and to, no, always look to my right, and I saw something, I turned over there, and there was Satan trembling, trembling, biting his fingers like he was so scared, trembling, because he knew when I'm open my mouth and do what God has given me and say those prayers, he knew that everybody in the audience was going to be delivered. And when I came back, when I came to Going Hard for Christ Church, I saw this vision over and over again. And that's when I knew, you know, that God brought me for Going Hard for Christ Church. Amen. Well, to end out, Stephanie, maybe uh, there's somebody watching who could use that prayer. Would you mind praying, praying that deliverance? Yes, yes, we can do that. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and I adore you. We thank you so much for this day, Father God. And I know, Father God, that you are right here in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that this young woman, this young teenager, anybody, Father God, who needs to be delivered, Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus, Father God, that those demons will leave right now in the name of Jesus. God, touch their heart. Let them know, Father God, that they are loved by you. And Satan, you are a liar and a father of lies, and the truth is not in you. You have come, Father God, to kill, still, and destroy, but God has come, Father God, to uh, has come to deliver you, Father God, and to give you life and life more abundantly. So I speak that life right now to every mind that's listening right now, to every heart in the name of Jesus, to their bodies in the name of Jesus. Everything they need, they will have it. 
It's there for you in the name of Jesus. God loves you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And he has come to give you life and life more abundantly. And I speak that life right now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, knowing that you are not alone, that God is with you that God is with you all the way. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And we definitely appreciate Stephanie for being so transparent. Now, she did mention to me that she was interested in coming in for another episode. So if you guys would like that, just tell me in the comments section below and maybe we'll have her on again in the new year. If you like this episode, wherever you find it, just give it a like, give it a share, subscribe to the channel so you never miss out on the new content that we have coming out. In our next episode, we'll be speaking to Miss Janice Jones. She's the CEO and founder of Just the Beginning in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's a nonprofit that works with adjudicated women from the criminal justice system. She'll be speaking about all that as well as her earlier years where she battled depression and even thoughts of suicide. Well, that's all for this episode. Be sure to check out the description for all the appropriate links. I'm Jakari Jackson from Axe9Films.com where we ask the question, where did you encounter Christ?